in Ollie's Pub Crawl. Hi everyone, welcome to episode six of Andy and Ollie's Pub Crawl podcast. Uh, it's good to have you back. Andy, how are you today? Doing all right, doing all right. Back at uni now, nine till six, barely. Yeah, something like that. Dragging my brain through the week. It's only Wednesday. I can't believe that. <laughs> it feels like weeks in, and we've got eight weeks left until Easter. I just can't fathom that. It's impossible. This will get us through it, I reckon. It'll be fine. Yeah, so this week we have our friend and course mate again, another course mate, Alex Crick, on. And actually, Alex sent Andy a text just before the recording of the podcast a couple of days ago, expressing his enthusiasm and excitement at going on the podcast. So Andy, if you if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, this is Tuesday morning, early Tuesday morning. I'm ready for that podcast because I'm fucking pissed now, mate. And I still will be tomorrow. <laughs> there we go. If you know Alex, you will know what he has been drinking uh, <laughs> to get in that state, which of course will be the dreaded Strongbow Dark Fruits. So... If you are interested in a debate about that, uh, please listen on. We do have one. We do address it. And the crowdfunding campaign to get Andy to eat a tarantula. I forgot about that. (laughs) Yeah, so as you may well have seen, we have set up a crowdfunding campaign after last week's episode to get Andy to eat a tarantula for 100 quid. Uh, If you are enjoying this podcast and would like to see that done on Facebook, perhaps even live, then please do chuck us a few quid. We would love to do it. Apparently it tastes, well, according to some people, like crab, or according to others, like nuts. Ah, Very strange combination. I know, exactly. On with the show, I think. On with the show. Yeah. So let's welcome our friend and course mate, Alex Crick. Hi, Alex. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. Are you well? Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit nervous, really. <laughs> well, we're a bit nervous too. We feel our protest is on its way. <laughs> we feel like we have to defend ourselves now. We've got to defend what we said in the previous five episodes. Well, we'll see. Alex, maybe just start by telling us a bit about uh, your favourite pub in real life. Well, I'm going to go for, in Sheffield, Waterworks. Ooh, well, we've got <laughs> spoons. We do have a spoons, but I have... I have great respect for spoons. It's waterworks. It's always been there for me. It saved me many a time. One time we had like plasterers coming around at eight o'clock one morning, and in our wisdom, we decided to drink the night before. And I basically had no idea what I was going to do because we could we couldn't be in the house. We had to leave for the entire day, basically. So all I had to do was go downstairs and sleep on my um, flatmate's floor because they were going to seal all the doors with like dust and stuff and then we had to climb out of his window at about uh, half nine in the morning we didn't have anywhere to go so we went to waterworks for just ages had a bit of breakfast and <laughs> so i have great respect for waterworks do you make the most of the uh, free coffee refills then on that or did you go straight in with the pints i don't do coffee i don't think you need it we certainly didn't go for pints we weren't feeling too fresh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> After you've had a few pints the night before, a coffee just wakes me right up. Especially when when I'm at uni normally. My older brother works off a hangover by going to the coldest place outside he can. The coldest and windiest place possible. And it just wakes him up. (laughs) Is he mentally sort of sane? He normally goes for a run on a very tall hill or something like that. And then 
comes back and he's like, oh, I feel great, I feel great. And everyone else is just like, no, you don't. You're just lying. You're trying to make us feel bad for not going on the run with you. Andy, I think your brother might be a psychopath. Yeah, not the first time we thought that. He went to Hallam as well. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say, Ollie, what? you're the one who does the running. Why are you calling him a psychopath? You do about 20 miles a day, don't you? Not hungover, I don't. There's no way. No, I, I did try and go for a run today, though, and I'm back in Sheffield now, and it's just snowed quite a lot for the last couple of days, and the pavements and everything are just sheet ice. Yeah, that wasn't fun. I wouldn't call it psychopathic, though. <laughs> it's finally snowed in Birmingham. Well, no, it did snow before, but I wasn't in Birmingham, and it's finally here. And it's like very, very fine, fine snow. It's like as fine as like icing sugar. You can't make a snowball out of it because it's just the density is so low. That's just useless still. You might as well just not do it if you can't use it. <laughs> the snow here is sort of sticky enough to make snowballs. And we had somebody trying to lob snowballs at our flat from over the road. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so your pub then, your ideal pub, what would it be like? Well... Anyone who knows me can probably guess the sort of theme. It's basically going to be all themed around sport. I thought it might be. And there's a bit of Man United in there, but not not to exclude (laughs) all the other people who don't support Man United. If there is a big game on in any sort of sport, it's where you go. There's nothing better. Man United, Man City on on an evening match. And then Man United win, obviously. And then you just go out celebrating afterwards. And so that's what it's going to be. So it's a sports bar. Yeah, but it's like a pub as well. It's basically a spoons, but whenever there's a match on, it turns into like an event. Are there any sports that you wouldn't show? Nope. Any sport is, is, well, I'm not too keen on the American ones, actually. Even like your test cricket and stuff? I mean, I know test cricket, people find it quite boring sometimes. I don't personally, but... Well, if there's nothing else on, you've got to put something on, because that's what's going to be on the TVs, all the sport. But no, you get football, tennis, cricket snooker i don't care if it's like lawn bowls or something romanian oil wrestling (laughs) yeah i didn't think of that one but (laughs) that means it shows formula one i guess that's a that's a plus point yeah i thought you might like that one yeah apart from all the european races when they happen in the middle of the afternoon there'll be football on and i imagine that'll take precedence oh yes yes yes, you got that bang on ollie so you've got this pub then yeah basically a, a sort of spoons crossed with the sports bar. Yeah. What sort of audience is it catering to then? Is it meant for students or more sort of locals or I don't know? Um, I think students definitely there, but just locals as well because anyone who wants to like come for like if there's a big sports event on, you want the more the merrier, isn't it? Just all about the atmosphere. Don't really care who it is, just get people in. If there isn't, like a big match on then probably just like students and stuff would you do like student discounts and stuff like that then oh yeah we've got to look out for our own (laughs) would you serve any food there yes i would so that i could save people like spoon save me with breakfast i'll go for the the classic pub stuff like pie and chips proper pies not pot pies it's got to have like pastry all the way around of course steak and chips a lot of chips, really. There is nothing better than when you've had a few pints, just getting a bowl of chips in a pub. Yeah. It's one of the best feelings. I came to Spoon's pubs very late, I think. 
I was very aware of like there was a, a concept of the spoons, go to spoons, weather spoons. But I think I was probably around sixteen when I first went to weather spoons. Uh, I was after that. Really? I was, yeah, but you live in nowhere. No, no, no. But I'll, 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 I'll admit I only really started drinking at about the age of sixteen. Yeah, to be fair, it's similar for me for going to spoons. It was only around sixteen. Ah, uh, I thought it was going to be an interesting anecdote. <laughs> or maybe we're just all weird. And everybody else has been to Spoon since the age of 12. That is possible. I think it's a trend around where I live to go for, like, Spoons is, if you can't be bothered to cook, you go to Spoons. Fair enough. I mean, it is cheap, yeah. I thought that would be a nice little diversion, but no. <laughs> <laughs> what is the best thing, though, do you think, on Spoons' menu? Loaded chips. I can't have them anymore, but bacon and cheese chips. I'm not a massive expert on the Spoons menu. Oh, I mean, I, neither am I. They've got a pudding, like, of... Um... Is it sort of cookie dough type thing? I think the nicest thing that I've had there was the Isle of Wight Festival. That's very close to a town called Newport on the Isle of Wight, funnily enough. Basically, they, they have one spoons there. The whole festival seems to decamp into that spoons every morning for a breakfast. And that spoons breakfast was so good. You're dirty, you're slightly hungover, and you're knackered from... From the festival and then on like the saturday morning just go to spoons have a full english or did at that point that'll fuel you through for, for the rest of the weekend i'd go with that actually it probably is my favorite part of the spoons menu just the breakfast like two quid for a massive plate of just whatever you want well i don't know if that's the price but it's dirt cheap isn't it i've mentioned before that the quality of the pizzas is rather good as well like i think you can get one for like five pounds and it's what's that 10 inches of... I've gone off pizza recently. What? Is that even possible? I'm... No, you see, I, I've had a couple of traumatic experiences re- recently. It's a bit of a story. But before Christmas, like, um, we were drinking quite a lot. For some reason, we were outside. On the way back, I ordered a pizza. And bear in mind, this is about 6 o'clock in the morning. And I fell asleep, actually, on the sofa just after I'd ordered it. And I woke up at nine o'clock thinking, oh, my God, where, where is my pizza? Like, what have I done with it? And so I was like running into the road, where could they have left it and the stuff? Because I was still quite <laughs> drunk at the time. And I came back and it was actually on the table. I was like, how did that get there? But what had actually happened was one of my flatmates who wasn't out drinking, they just <laughs> they heard this knock on the door at six o'clock and they were just asleep normally. So they had to go and get it. But then the pizza, it gave me food poisoning. So <laughs> it wasn't worth <laughs> it. So. That's a nightmare. Your drinking nights with your flat seemed legendary. Like the amount of stories you come into uni with about about there's so many so many different things happen to you. The one that I always remember, I can't remember which when it was in the year or anything like that, but I do distinctly remember watching a video that you had filmed. I think I think Man United oh, no. it, it <laughs> must have just won or something like that, and you were singing at the top of your voice, "Glory, Glory, Man United." And then somebody else was being wheeled around in a trolley or something like that. <laughs> yeah, we'd. Um... That was what last season we beat Man City 2-1. And honestly, it was like one of the best nights of my life. And we went absolutely <laughs> mental. And we, we went back to our accommodation. And for some reason, there was a trolley there. And uh, Georgia, <laughs> my flatmate, and one of her friends was there. And their friend was just pushing her in the trolley just around. And I was so drunk that I was actually filming this. But I thought I was the one pushing the trolley and someone else was filming. <laughs> <laughs> I was just shouting, glory, glory, Man United. 
and <laughs> I, I won't reenact it, but the videos just sound quite funny. If you ever see Alex face to face, I mean, if we ever get back face to face ever again, and you see Alex, do ask him to show you that video. It is brilliant. The one that sticks in my head is when your flatmate ended up at a neo-Nazi's house. Oh, yeah. That was actually scary. I can imagine. We met, like, this 40-year-old guy in the lead mill. The lead mill, that's where you find them. Yeah. When we came out, he was just sort of stood there, and then we, we were sort of walking back with him for some reason because we sort of made friends with him because he, he did buy us about 20 shots not a good sign to be honest but when we were walking back he, he said oh no i'll order a taxi let's go to a gay bar and n- none of none of us were gay i don't think he was gay either but two of my flatmates thought yeah yeah let's go let's get in and they just got in the taxi with him and me and one of my flatmates thought no let's just go back home and he didn't take them to a gay bar he just took them back to his house yeah, he had like um, apparently just like Nazi symbols in quite a few places and a shotgun. One of my flatmates had, had a go of like pulling the trigger and stuff. <laughs> ben was one of them. He did the shotgun stuff. He went to the toilet and Georgia was the other one there. And then the guy started getting really weird with Georgia. And then they were like, yeah, we, we should probably go. Luckily, he hadn't locked the door. So they just sprinted out of his house. They nicked a packet of fags and then they <laughs> ran back to our accommodation. But we were so scared, like we, we had no idea what was going on. And it was, it was all happy in the end. So I feel like we should address the elephant in the room now. Right. <laughs> if anybody here knows Alex, the elephant in the room concerns what drinks he would serve in his pub. So Alex, what drinks would you serve in your pub? Well, it's funny you should ask that, because uh, I've been waiting weeks for this. <laughs> <laughs> I would serve... Strongbow dark fruits on draft because it is the best drink ever made and no one can convince me otherwise. And it is my job to now tell the world how you've been misleading them for what, five <laughs> weeks. I'll admit I'm I'm not the typical dark fruits drinker in that I'm not 15. <laughs> it's just like, did you used to drink dark fruits? No. You never did? Yeah, I, I did. You did, Andy. And why did you do that, Andy? Tasted nice at the time it does doesn't it it does taste at the time yeah so many people start with because it tastes nice not what ollie costa was chatting rubbish about he was saying it doesn't even get you drunk he just hasn't had any basically or he's had some (laughs) terrible childhood accident where his uh, taste buds have been removed or something (laughs) i wasn't happy with that one And I don't know what you're talking about, Ollie, because what did you, um, in our Christmas balls, you came over to mine for pre's, and what did you bring for pre-drinks that day? It wasn't dark fruits. It was a full bottle of Lambrini. So what do you know about nice drinks? <laughs> He's got you there, Ollie. He has, yeah, he has a bit. Ollie Bureau, in first year, he, he thought he found a hack to getting drunk. Like, he always found it difficult. He always found it difficult to get drunk because of how tall he is and he has to drink a lot of beer. And he said every single time, every single time he went drinking, he um, was it just the one bottle? Depended on how drunk I wanted to get. You just have a bottle of Lambrini and he'd tell us the price as he drinks it. Like, £2.30 this, £2.30. <laughs> and he nurses it away like, oh, it's disgusting. But it works. <laughs> just to clarify this, it's not like when I was sort of you know, having a nice drink with flatmates, I would drink beer still. I mean, 
It's not it's not like I would drink Lambrini all the time and it was my permanent drink of choice. I wasn't asking for it in the pub. But yeah, at the same time, I, I do believe that it really is a, a means to an end. This That is the phrase that I always use throughout first year. Yeah, true. And it does work. Your credibility for choosing <laughs> drinks has been absolutely shattered now. <laughs> <laughs> There's another one that I've found, actually. Oh, no. No, this one's better. A friend of mine up in Edinburgh, he got himself onto, uh, onto Buckfast. So Buckfast is tonic wine. What? Ooh. It tastes a little bit like wine, but at the same time, it's caffeinated. Like Buck's Fizz? No, 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 no. No, it's not fizzy and it's not champagne-based at all. It's more similar to red wine, to be honest. Right. It's just like normal wine that they've just chucked a load of caffeine into. In terms of the sort of getting drunk steaks, it's something like 12%. And then I think it's got about the same caffeine as a sort of Jaeger bomb. So is that the idea? Is that a sort of vodka Red Bull type thing? That sort of thing, yeah. It's brewed by monks somewhere. Benedictine monks. <laughs> right. <laughs> you can get it in Sheffield. You can get it anywhere. Don't think I will. I'll just stick to dark fruit, Sam. Okay, so in this pub then, obviously you're going to be showing live sport all the time, but there probably will be some nights where the only live sport is Fulham versus Burnley, and who, to be honest, is interested in Fulham versus Burnley. So would you have any other event nights at the pub, though? Okay, we'd have like a pub quiz one day a week, and but it would basically be all sport rounds. It would just be like a question of sport. Okay, I actually like that idea. That's quite cool. I... If we had like space for another, I would do like just a general one as well. But it obviously have a sport round in it somewhere. As a sports bar, that kind of makes sense that you do a, a sports quiz, I suppose. No, I would absolutely love it. I can't manage any of the questions on the question of sport. I probably get like I could probably answer one every single episode. It, it's impossible. It isn't, though. You just need to watch more sports. That's all you need to do. Yeah, but then you have to memorise the numbers on the shirt and the minutes that someone scored. It's so difficult. That's only one round. The one that I remember watching a clip of was, I think it was Paul O'Connell, uh, the former Irish rugby captain. And he was on it. And I think he had almost like hangman, so you had a load of blanks. And he had to find the name of a team or something that fitted those. He just had the blanks, and it was a really long word. And he just went immediately, is it Borussia Mönchengladbach? <laughs> and it was. No no letters at all. He just guessed it. Wow. They were meant to do like six questions in that round, but they didn't need to, so it just ended instantly. <laughs> yeah. I, that was, I was quite impressed by that, especially football knowledge from a rugby player. I've got a joke about Borussia Mönchengladbach. Oh, go on. I don't know if anyone wants to hear it, but <laughs> it's a... Uh, who is the most hated supporter of Borussia Mönchengladbach? Not a clue. The person who says, give me a B. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Hopefully some people get that. Huh? <laughs> Brilliant. I was about to say after that, we could sort of edit that out or anything, but that is going straight in. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Right, back to the pub, back to the pub. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Where, where are you having it? In the world, in the universe, where will it be? I'd have it in Sheffield, literally the next door down from Code. You're preying, where are you preying? Or is it one night you're there, the other night is Code? No, no, you, you watch the match, you get rather drunk, and then you go to Code. Code is, for those who 
Arsenal Sheffield again. Uh, one of the I would call it one of the grimier clubs in Sheffield. It just has a faint whiff of Hallam. <laughs> I don't like it so much. But uh, yeah, you like Code a lot though, don't you? Yeah, we went there a lot as a flat last year. It was it's very cheap. Mm. Yeah, a lot of memories there. I feel like it's very mainstream. You, you're sort of guaranteed a, a decent night out there, just because the, the music's quite open. It's officially Sheffield's best club. I think so. After lockdown, that, we're just counting down the days until we can go back to code. Then we'll just be happy. Here's a question, though, for your pub. Obviously, you love Man United. I do. Uh, in case you hadn't noticed so far listening to this podcast, I'm just going to point that out right there. But Man United, certainly of late, maybe not this season, but in previous seasons, have had a, an amazing knack at losing games. <laughs> well, you say that coming from a Leicester fan, but yeah, go on. <laughs> 2015-16 and this season. But would you do anything in the pub if Man United lost like they do? Well, the way I see it is either Man United win, you're really, really happy, you want to get on it, or Man United lose and you just want to drown your sorrows. So either <laughs> way, you just stay in the pub, drink some more, and then inevitably you just go to code, don't you? Would you play any sort of music in the pub at all? We would have like, I don't know, just relax. Bruno Mars, Ed Sheeran, bit of Queen in there, maybe. But then when it gets a bit later, you get the pre-match bangers on there and just get the atmosphere going. And then after the match, then you, you just get more bangers because you're going to go to code, aren't you? Actually, a bit of Arctic Monkeys as well. I'm currently living next door to some people who very much like Arctic Monkeys, so I thought I'd give them a bit of a shout to get that in there. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> so we always ask someone, ask the people that come on here, if you were to have a famous bar person, who would you have? Well, it's a sports pub, so am I allowed to? You're allowed as many as you want. Well, I've, I've only thought of two. So I, I would have Andy Murray and uh, I'd have Adam Peaty as well, the breaststroker. Oh, wow. Because they are both very underrated sports people, I think, even though, like, they're obviously so successful. Adam Peaty is like his top 10 100 meter times are faster than anyone else in history. A lot of people just don't know that. It doesn't get the appreciation he deserves. So I, I just have him there so just so I could tell him that he's brilliant, basically. And Andy Murray? I, he is actually quite funny. Like, he, he certainly wasn't earlier in his career. Grumpy Scottish bastard. That's what he is to me. Well, that's your opinion, Ollie. <laughs> We've already proven your opinion is worthless because you drink Lambrini. <laughs> no, I absolutely love Andy Murray because I, I play tennis quite a lot. He's he's just unbelievable, basically. I don't know if they'd be any good at the job, but I'd have them there. I reckon they'd be all right. So yeah, I can see that. I mean, you know, I I'll I'll keep my opinions of Andy Murray to myself, but I can see that he might pour a good pint at least. Don't know if they'd warm to the dark fruits. I don't know if they're that sort of people. I'd normally say anybody over the age of 15 wouldn't be a dark fruit sort of person, but then I met you. <laughs> there are more of us than you think. I, in fact, I was surprised. There, there are, what have you done, five podcasts before this? Yeah. I was surprised there are five people in the world that don't like dark fruits. <laughs> I'm sure we can find plenty more where they came from. Yeah, it doesn't seem to have been hard so far. And would you, would you have a beer garden in the pub? Not only would we have a beer garden, we would have goalposts out in there as well. I was hoping to say that. That would be amazing. Wouldn't it just be brilliant, though? Totally just amazing. Just like a little five-a-side game. I'm not sure if I'd put it on a slope. 
I, I know he, he'd be fond of that, Andy. But <laughs> it, it might make the game a little bit one-sided. So. <laughs> no, but I'd definitely have goalposts. I'd have table football inside snooker as well. It's a sport, technically. Well, is snooker a sport, though? It's on a question of sport. I've had this debate a lot being an F1 fan because a lot of people sort of come up to me and say, yeah, F1 isn't a sport and they're annoying. My, my definition of a sport is something that requires both skill, which snooker does, definitely, and physical exertion. You've literally just lifted that from the, defini- from the, from the dictionary. I've literally just Googled definition of sport. <laughs> and, an activity involving physical exertion and skill. Well, there we go. <laughs> That's not your opinion, though. That's Oxford Dictionary's opinion. Either way, it proves that snooker is not a sport. It is not physically exerting. You don't see Ronnie O'Sullivan on a treadmill every day. Well, no, but he's quite fast, isn't he? Like getting the one four sevens in about ten minutes, isn't he? But I'll admit, the rest of the snooker players, I don't know, not all of them look very athletic. And I'm not sure, like Phil the Power Taylor with darts. I mean, like, he hasn't done a day's physical exertion in his life. Lifting a pint to his mouth. <laughs> Maybe that's pretty much it. If you're listening and screaming, Formula One is not a sport now. There we go. We've looked it up in the dictionary. It is a sport. It is both. It requires a skill and physical exertion. Formula One is a sport. You can shut up. Can you just describe where the physical exertion is? Because obviously you have to be fit to do it and you have to have good reactions. During it taking part, you might get a bit of a sweat on, but... You've got to withstand like 5G laterally on your neck. Imagine your head weighing five times what it normally would. Andy, imagine if you had Ollie's head. (laughs) That's what it'd be like. (laughs) I'm trying to think of an exception to your rule. I think we should just move on. (laughs) Another question that we've always asked on this podcast is if you were to have a pint with somebody famous, dead or alive, fictional, doesn't matter, uh, who would you like to have a pint with, basically? 100% Gary Neville. If you're listening and you don't know who Gary Neville is, I'm sorry, but you don't deserve an explanation. (laughs) He was a former Man United captain. And he's just, he's so funny, but he doesn't realise he's being funny just because he's so serious about football. I could literally talk to him for days on end without sleeping. I I just just really want to have a chat with him about just anything. If you don't know who Gary Neville is, look up on YouTube, Gary Neville's whale against Barcelona. (laughs) Not whale as in the animal. Yeah, that might be some interesting viewing. I was about to try and attempt to do it, but no, no one can ever make that sound again. (laughs) With this pub then, we haven't really talked about what it would look like on the inside. Obviously, you've got TV screens up. Yeah, a lot. But I'm guessing it won't just all be screen on all of the walls. No, like in between the screens, we'd have like signed football shirts and rugby shirts and any other sports shirts. I just like them. In between all the sport would just be sort of spoons, stuff, like carpeted floors. Would you go for a really outrageous carpet then? If I could go for like a massive symbol of Man United, then I would, but <laughs> scare people away. So, no, I did, fairly fairly neutral, just normal spoons, sort of, I don't know, reddish carpet. Every single carpet in spoons is unique. Is it? Yeah, no two carpets are the same in spoons. And then I think there's a Facebook page, which is... Uh, it reviews the carpets in each spoons. <laughs> There's your bit of pointless trivia today. What would your pub be called? I wanted to get Man United in there, obviously, but I thought if I if I just said the Man United, then that would be wrong. So I've gone for the United Man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the United Man. We've had worse names. 
Oli Costa's name wasn't great. It was just the pub. The pub. Sorry, Oli, if you're listening. No, that entire podcast was just rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> just slaughtering dark fruits for no reason. Don't worry, I've cut other dark fruits bits out of other podcasts, mate. There's been worse, trust me. <laughs> I think there was quite a long section that I cut out Ellie's. <laughs> I quite liked hers. It was a very good podcast. Still top of our leaderboards. I'll, I'll tell you, actually, this is something that I personally would like to know that's that's going to guide my scoring a little bit, I suppose. So obviously, I, I am not a Man United fan like you. I, in fact, support a superior team uh, in the shape of Leicester City. Would Leicester City fans be sort of allowed in, given the same treatment, all of that sort of... Would I be fine in your pub? <laughs> I, think, I think you'd enjoy it. Can you guarantee my safety? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like... We'd allow all football fans in. It's just whether they'd want to come to the United Man. But no, I, th- I think you'd like it because you're, you're a sort of sporty person. You like a bit of sports trivia. Get get the sports quiz. And then when there's an England game on, bring every every football fan together and then just get a massive screen. And then we'd be like one of those pubs where every time we score, all the drinks just get thrown in the air. Oh, yeah. What would you do for a Wales fan in that in that scenario? I've got a Wales fan in my flat, so I'd invite him round to the pub and if England were playing Wales, just to take the mick out of him the entire time. Would you make sure that he's the only Welsh fan in there? Oh, yeah, yeah. If they won, he'd probably get abused. <laughs> Let's see well, what we think of your pub then. I'm not confident. I, I didn't go for a high score. I just went for something <laughs> I would like. I do like the concept of a sports bar. I'm a massive sports fan myself. I love watching sport, be it Formula One, cricket, rugby, football, anything really. So I definitely like that element of it. I like the idea of a sports pub quiz. I think there are worse uh, topics to pick for a pub quiz, definitely. However, I do like a more sort of general pub quiz, um, ideally. But I mean, you have a quiz, so that's that's something at least. Beyond that, well, (laughs) yeah, there is the dark fruits issue which we have covered extensively. All it is, it's, it will be served. That's all I'm saying. Yes, which is what I have a problem with. Okay. <laughs> I may drink Lambrini and everything for Prees, but I would never drink it in a pub. I would never drink dark fruits in a pub either. So I am going to take a few marks off for that. But actually, I think the general concept, apart from the Man United theme and dark fruits, is fairly solid. I'm going to go for a, a 6.4 out of 10. Right. I don't really care to be <laughs> Yeah, it's a good concept, but I've, I've taken major marks off for the dark fruits, I'm afraid. That's how much I'm against it. I, I'm not as much as a, like an anti-dark fruits as you, Ollie. I, I wouldn't buy it. It's only on tap. I can get away with that. Like, most pubs do that anyway. So, <laughs> I don't mind. I love the goals, goalposts in the back. That Every pub needs that. I love... Just having a kick about, especially when you've had a bit, that'd be fantastic. Sports atmosphere when there's a big game on, there's nothing else like it as well. So I I love this theme. I don't support a team completely, so I'm happy for it to be called the called the United Man as well. Nothing really hurts my feelings there. I just like to watch the emotions of people, whether they're happy or distraught by a defeat. Oh, <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm going to score eight. Oh, I love that from you, Andy. In that case, I'm, I'm afraid I'm not quite sure off the top of my head where that puts you, but I think you've you've almost certainly beaten Meg, so you're not lost. Thank you very much for coming on. 
Thank you for having me, even though you knew what was coming. <laughs> we felt that we did need some some balance in the dark fruits debate, even though you have not swayed my opinion of the drink. Yeah, no, it's, it's been very good fun, uh, nonetheless. And it's been nice to have something a bit different again. We seem to have done quite well in getting very varied pubs. So yeah, thank you to everybody really who's been on the podcast so, so far in doing that. Alex, you included. I'd say that's, that's about it for this week. Uh, unless you've got anything to add, Andy. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the middle of February. It's a horrible time of year, frankly, but yeah, try and enjoy it. We will see you next week.